All right, how we doing, everybody? It is one thirty twenty. I am your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Corey Lefevre is here to help me break down Jordan War's career night against Boston College, UK's survival tactics against Vanderbilt, and Victor Oladipo's season debut for the Indiana Pacers. And then Shea Martin joins me for our weekly rendition of Bachelor Red Talk. Before we get started, it's Thursday. What a great time for some O'Shea's. Check out O'Shea's Instagram at O'Shea's502 for some sweet new videos coming out where Kevin O'Shea gives you an inside look on how they make some of their famous cocktails. All right, let's get it going. Corey, four TVs tonight was an absolute must. UofL and UK both got wins. LSU beat Alabama. Victor Oladipo made his season debut in game number 53 for the Indiana Pacers. Just a lot going on. But we'll start with your team, the Cats. I was hoping to spend like three minutes on this tonight and recap a nice blowout, move on. But this ended up being a great watch for basketball fans. Vandy comes into the game missing their leading scorer. 21-point spread at Rupp. Jerry Stackhouse is their coach. Scottie Pippen Jr. is on their team. Jerry Stackhouse, first season in Vandy, 0-6 in the SEC, 8-11 overall. Vandy, 2-40 all-time at Rupp. I'm assuming you're feeling very confident about this one. I would if uh, we didn't have Auburn uh, this weekend, you know, and coming off at Texas Tech. Uh, these middle of the week, SEC um, not great opponents can really be a, a trap game most times for UK. You kind of saw that tonight. Actually, Auburn had a similar situation last night. They played at Ole Miss, who's not very good either. And it took them double overtime to beat them. I think they were down 12 with like three minutes left and made a miraculous comeback. But happy to see both those teams win because that sets up an awesome primetime basketball game on Saturday with UK and Auburn. Game day. But it was not easy for UK tonight. Nick Richards picks up two fouls early in the first half, which I think really – helped Vanderbilt gain that seven-point lead they had at halftime. And that's crazy. That's when you're starting to see the tweets like it's been 697 days since Vanderbilt won an SEC game, which is just wild. 24 consecutive uh, games. Yeah, losses. And they have guys that are supposed to get drafted high this year. I think the guy that didn't play tonight is supposed to be like a top 20 pick. And then Darius Garland last year, who didn't play at all, ended up going in the top 10. It's just weird because their recruiting has always been high level and their basketball has been so bad lately. But tonight they played their best game of the year in a loss. Kentucky always gets everybody's best shot. We Mm -hmm. talked about that. But Cal was freaking out, a lot of intensity, just screaming, what are you doing? You could read his lips clear as day. But Vandy was up 43-36, and Kentucky really, really turned up the defensive pressure. Just started extending, and I feel like that's where the game changed. Right. Coming out of the uh, second half, uh, I guess Cal really let him have it in the uh, locker room because there was definitely a different energy coming off straight out of halftime. You can tell the fans were kind of in it too, and once – Kentucky got rolling, wore them down. It was kind of, you know, that. Bound to happen. Right. Quick question. What's up with your all's, like, mascot, the one with the half jersey? And he has, like, that's, one singular whisker on each side. I've never seen that until tonight. That's that's a scratch. It's like a little son of the oh. real wildcat. Yeah, because the, the real wildcat, I feel like he looks, like, sharp and adult-like. Right, you know, like right. a mean, vicious cat. And that's the one I see, like, you know, saw him at the bowl game, for example. 100% right. saw him there. And I saw that one tonight, and I was like, is that... Is that new? Okay, so that's scratch. It's like a baby little. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. But very exciting game. Maxi hit a big-time three down the stretch, and then Vandy just immediately answered. And that's when it was still like a, a, a two-point difference, about 530 left. 
And it really kind of felt like it was meant to be for Vanderbilt. Like it was starting to get scary because they weren't hitting wide open shots. Like they were just hitting in your face threes. I don't know. It, it felt like Kentucky was always going to pull away. But with five minutes left in the game, I was thinking like, maybe this is just Vanderbilt's moment for life. Dude, yeah, they uh, they played as close the last couple of years. I know last year um, went in overtime, and it took a ninety-seven percent free throw shooter to miss like two or three for us to uh, end up pulling the victory out. But yeah, like I said, these middle of the week, you know, Vanderbilt always catches right between two really tough opponents that like it's very easy to uh, oversleep, overshadow them at least. Um, so we really gotta focus on these. Uh, middle-of-the-week SEC games. Yeah, it's all about survival. You end up winning by nine, so everything ends up being fine. If anything, I feel like you may have been able to take more from this Vanderbilt game by getting tested a little bit before you go into Auburn, who's a very tough basketball team, runs a lot of the the weave on offense, a lot of dribble drive. They're going to be way more athletic than Auburn. It's going to be a much tougher game, but... Kentucky's battle tested at this point. Really balanced effort tonight. Richards still found a way to get 15 and 11. Mr. Double Double. Only in 22 minutes, too. It's crazy. EJ Montgomery, solid game, 9 and 4. But Maxi was a story tonight. He's the player of the game. 17 points on 5 of 10 shooting. He's so efficient. And even when he misses, it looks really smooth. The guy's just going to be great at the next level, I think. And I think as he gets a little more comfortable every game, you start to see him at his best. Impressive tonight. Right, yeah. Uh, I think in the post-game uh, conference with Cal, he's talking about he's really pushing Maxie, you know, to be his best and whatnot. So I think Maxie is still kind of just scratching the surface on what he can really do. I think coming into more tougher SEC opponents and then, you know, getting ready for SEC tournament that we're going to see a different Maxie, more efficient. Yeah, and it, if he turns it up another notch, that's a Kentucky team that, I think that all all Cats fans want to see and want to get to that level. But really impressive night tonight. Everybody shot pretty well except for quickly. He was 3 of 13, but only made three three three-pointers at home. That's the kind of thing like you just want to survive, get out of there. That's what UK did. Right. And Auburn coming up this weekend. Be interesting to see what that spread is. Mm -hmm. I'd say probably like Auburn minus four maybe Yeah. at at home. Kentucky was plus four and a half at Tech. Tech, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say assuming around the same thing. Yeah, and Auburn had, is ranked higher than Texas Tech. You know, Texas Tech was ranked in that game, but they had lost their midweek game. But that'll be interesting to see how it goes. The cards fare by 12.5 tonight at Boston College. So double-digit spreads for the local teams. Both of them end up winning pretty easily. Boston College beat Virginia at home earlier this month, but also lost to Duke by 40 on the road earlier this month. Insane. They were at home tonight, though, but UofL does get win number seven in a row. Uh, Boston College would not go away. They made open threes. They made difficult threes, but this uh, UofL offense has been at its best the last couple games. It was almost like literally the exact same thing. Uh, Boston College came out, got hot, and was kind of going bucket to bucket with Louisville, and then just Louisville and Norwich kind of just put it on them and wore them out. Yeah, I was impressed. that They were down 25-16. Boston College uh, fans are going nuts. And UofL lost there last year. So it's not like a super comfortable environment. Right. But Boston College was really small. And games like that worry me. Because I think like Louisville's best offense is like David Johnson driving kick, Wara shooting the ball a lot. And when teams are really small, they tend to try to utilize the post a lot against them. And that can also often like slow Louisville's offense a lot but it didn't end up happening David Johnson he looked great in this game Wara was a story but he has that NBA length like I point out to you during the game he's like taller than Sutton he's huge out there he got a ton of offensive rebounds he's a big guy right yeah um yeah I 
texted you a couple weeks ago about him being in sports and social. I know he's listed at like six six or something, but I, I feel like he might even be taller than that. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the hair or what, but the hair helps. Yeah, he's definitely a, a big body. Which can't really tell through TV. But when he's out there, you know, he's definitely got NBA body, NBA yeah. potential. He does, and he can really handle the ball. You kind of live with the good and the bad from him because his ceiling is so high. But another good game for David tonight. But the story was Wara. He had a career high in points, 37, and a career high in three-pointers made with seven. He had six threes with 13 minutes left in the second half. And what's really wild about Jordan's outburst tonight is he hadn't made more than three field goals in three games. That's kind of seemed like... The Jordan earlier in the year, too. Sometimes, you know, disappear, wouldn't see him. And then sometimes you come out, get hot, and not miss. Yeah, and that's uh, what you saw tonight. That, that's as good as he's ever looked at Louisville. And if he can continue to do that, Louisville's going to be tough to beat. Because Boston College kind of, they gave Louisville their best shot tonight, I'd right. say. And they, they ended up losing by 17 points. It was so weird. But uh, you asked me to describe Louisville downstairs. And I was like, I, I don't know, like 20 points in five minutes and zero points in eight minutes. And that's what I kind of feel like the story to this Louisville team has been in the past and all Louisville teams. So the last six years, that tends to be what happens but this little win streak here they've won about every single type of game low scoring high scoring I'm becoming more and more impressed they go to NC State this weekend it might be tough it might not I don't know uh, I would really like to see uh, Jordan disappear again just to see who steps up yeah because you know tournament six games probably isn't showing up all of them definitely you got there's at least one game he's not going to show up so you got to find that sixth or seventh man on the bench that's going to come in and produce or make up for what he doesn't you know bring and Perry has been a little better recently he's still his kind of sporadic really overly emotional self out there but he's making shots and that's all you're looking for he had 19 points against Clemson on Saturday that's career high and tonight he had 14 5 of 10 from the field with two threes that's what I'm talking about that little extra pick me up that's where you get that gap if we just have war tonight it's a really close game down the stretch say they maybe lose oh yeah I think uh, Johnson coming back really helped Perry a whole lot because he doesn't feel like he has the ball you know late in the shot clock and that's throw up some wild shot usually Johnson like you said drives and kicks finds someone open and that's what really opens Perry up a little more he doesn't look as you know wild with the ball Definitely. He, he got his shots tonight. He took yeah. 10 of them, made five of them. David Johnson, two of nine from the field. It didn't feel that way. You know, It feels like he played way better, but he kind of did. Six points, eight rebounds, six assists. That's an awesome floor game. Malik Williams had 13 rebounds. That's, that's pretty wild. That is surprising. Yeah. If you asked me to guess his rebound total, I would not have guessed 13. Uh, Wara, 37 points, nine rebounds. His rebounding numbers have been off the charts the last few games. He's had, I think, six, eight, eight, and nine over the last. And the other ones I felt like were impressive because he wasn't shooting well. And that's what you want to see is him give effort uh, to do the little things, which he hasn't always done. Sutton, nice little game, 10 points. You just know what you're going to get. Uh, Williamson, a couple made shots down the stretch. I was worried he was going to not do anything tonight because he's been really good the past couple games, and you just hate to see him drift and kind of go back into that mode where he may feel like he's not a factor. But right. tonight he was a little bit more with it, but just a solid game. Every card that played had five points or more, except for Kimball and Malik Williams. Malik Williams contributes a ton with 13 rebounds. Right. So. I'm living with it. I just uh, I'm riding the wave. If Louisville keeps winning games, I'm totally fine. They have NC State this weekend, and then they have Wake Forest at home, Virginia at home, at Georgia Tech, at Clemson, Syracuse at home, and then North Carolina at home. They could really like run off a lot of wins. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear much in there that would can really concern me. I mean, you gotta think they might drop one. Yeah, you know, surely they'll drop one of those. But uh, other than that, like North Carolina is usually a team you would fear out of that. But then again, like they're not that good this year either. No, and they should have Cole Anthony back by then. That's right. what announcers are saying. But I don't know. You never know. I I don't think I would come back if I was that guy. If I was gonna get drafted in the top ten, and my team was five hundred with. Uh, I mean, around 10 games left. Yeah, and that won't be too long after he comes back. So, I mean, you got to think he's probably not in 100% condition. And so he's still going to be a little bit out of it. And it might throw UNC in a funk again. And it might just be just as bad. Yeah, it honestly could because they're finally getting their rhythm. They won two games in a row somehow. Right. And that NC State game, they just won. They were a six-point underdog. They, they found a way. Uh, looking at UK's schedule coming up, we got at Auburn, Mississippi State at home, at Tennessee, at Vanderbilt. Mississippi, and then at LSU, and that's the game I'm looking at. That's going to be arguably SEC game of the year. And Kentucky's got two of those within the next, you know, however many days, 23, 24 days. Right. And you, I think you're going to learn a lot about UK in these road, really tough environments against teams with a lot of probable NBA guys. Right. I, I actually really love when they go on the road because I know most of the times so they're going to bring it. It's those middle-of-the-week SEC games at home that scare me. Yeah. Like, ah, they're probably not up for this. So I actually love, you know, the at Auburn, at Tennessee and stuff. At, at LSU is going to be very tough. That one's going to show a whole lot, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, LSU is very good, especially good at home. They're good on the road, too, though. They, they beat UK last year at Rupp by two on that uh, was it, was it not, was right. it a goaltending call. And that should be a great game. But, yeah, you're right. You know, UK gets that big win at Arkansas. It's a Saturday game on the road. At Texas Tech, Saturday game on the road. Right. So they do seem to get up for it when it matters most. And that time is uh, definitely coming up for the Cats. Uh, there's only two other ranked teams in the SEC right now, and that's mm-hmm. Auburn and LSU. You get them both on Saturdays with packed crowds. And then you still get to play Florida twice, who's really fluttering lately. But as you mentioned before we started the show, Florida always has a way about them of playing Kentucky close. So you, you don't know One what you're going to One of those two see. games are going to be close. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, other other stuff that happened in the sports world tonight, we had Oladipo return. And I, I would like to talk a little bit about my, my Pacers fandom. Uh, it's not strong, uh, but if I had to pick one NBA team, it's the Pacers. They are the closest. Uh, didn't really like them until I saw Paul George play live a couple times. Love that team. PG, George Hill, Lance Stevenson, fun guys. They almost had LeBron a they few did. times. They were there. And that hurt me. Like, I wanted wins in that series really bad. Didn't deserve them, but wanted them. But NBA fandom's kind of weird. Like, I'm a Chris Paul guy. I have Hornets, Clippers, Rockets, Thunder gear now. And after PG got traded, I didn't know what direction the Pacers were headed. But uh, it turns out they were headed in the right direction. And they kind of won that Oklahoma City trade because OKC does not have Paul George anymore. And they have Victor Oladipo and Sabonis. Great support system with Miles Turner, Warren, Lamb, TJ McConnell. But this team's good. They're three games out of second place in the East, which is really hard to believe when they get their best player to play his first game tonight. And oh, it was just a really nice moment in Indiana. And I, Oladipo returns. He shows up in the number eight Kobe All-Star jersey. And he hits a three that's about five feet from behind the line. First game of the year with about nine seconds left to force overtime. They end up winning in overtime. He dedicates it to Kobe and Gigi Bryant. Beautiful NBA moment. And he saw a lot of that over yeah, the last few days. I mean, he's going he's gonna to come back. He's going to be great. It's just a matter of time, you know. They'll be in it when it comes playoff time. They will. And last year, you know, he got hurt late. And then the Kyrie comes in and just sweeps him. 
right. the Celtics win the playoff series 4-0. And the Pacers have a good team without Oladipo. Brogdon is a borderline all-star. Sabonis has been the best player on their team. But it's just nice to see him back, and it's nice to see these like magical basketball moments uh, after Kobe's death. And it, it's just a it's it's a weird time for the NBA because you can tell everybody's really sad and doesn't want to be out there. You saw like Kyrie right. crying tonight and everything. It's it's rough, but it's good to see that they're still out there doing it. I'm not. I'm looking forward to and not looking forward to watching the Lakers play next. I feel bad for whoever does play Lakers next. Because, It'd be the Blazers. Okay, well, um, even though Lillard is one of my favorite players these days, uh, they are going to have a lot of problems because LeBron and AD are going to be completely on a mission, and they are going to take out whoever's in their way. It's just fate. It's just what LeBron's going to do. Go back to his old bully Miami days, just find his way to the paint. That's uh, what I expect. I think that the Lakers are going to play their best basketball down the stretch. They they could be a little shell-shocked at first by this tragedy, but I think when the playoffs come around, they're going to be on an absolute mission. I'd love to see them win it. I think the Lakers are America's team going forward um, and definitely would make uh, this a storybook ending if they could win it all. Yeah, uh, there's there's new energy in the NBA, man. I, I haven't really watched the NBA much this season just because, you know, college basketball and stuff and – just being so busy and whatnot, but seeing all these highlights, everybody just going off and just having, you know, career games. I mean, it's really unfortunate what happened with Kobe and everything, but I mean, it's kind of shining a new light on the NBA and kind of, you know, showing people what it's really all about. Yeah, because it really is fun to watch every night, and within every game, there's a storyline that's developing, and like the, this Bucks team has only lost six games, and you have these two awesome teams in L.A. and the mosh pit in the East between the two seed and the six seed. There's a lot of exciting things going on, and a lot of teams that can make noise. And it is kind of it is wide open. It feels like the mm-hmm. Lakers are the favorite because of uh, higher power at work and because they have LeBron and Anthony Davis. But the Clippers are as good as anybody, and there's just a lot of really good teams and just not a prohibited favorite like you've seen with the Warriors in years past. So I think it does make it more fun. All right, there's definitely uh, flaws now in most teams, and it's not necessarily one team versus all. There's like two or three teams sometimes four in either division where you can pick out. They've all got a realistic shot. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? If you had to put your money on someone, let's say six games, Louisville makes the championship. Who outside of Nora would be the MVP? You know, that's a really great question because I think uh, the consistency thing is a tough thing to find because I started to answer it and I was thinking like Enoch, no, Perry, no. Sutton, I don't, I don't know, and uh, I don't know, I guess. But I, I'm, I'm gonna go with David Johnson. I think that he's got the most potential to be really good, and he's just got the body for it. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what's gonna come down to. Whoever steps up, I when, can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, uh, it watched him today. He I mean, he's, he's slithery. You know, he gets to the paint and gets in there. It's just about if he's either gonna make take the shot, and make it, or if he's gonna dish it out and hopefully Perry or someone actually hits the shot. Yeah, he he's not a great three-point shooter, David Johnson isn't, but I, I do like his ability to create stuff for other people, and that is what we're not really getting from the other guards. Kimball's right. not awesome at that, and Perry and McMahon genuinely don't do that. No. So David Johnson's kind of our only shot at a, a creative assist-filled offense because they're not getting that from the forwards either. Wara, Williamson. Sutton does do a pretty good job of driving and kicking sometimes. Sutton does all the little things for this team. But I'd say a combination of David Johnson and Dwayne Sutton would 
would get us close, but honestly, for Louisville to win six games, to win the championship, Wara right. has to be like pretty good in all of those games, I think. Right, right. Except maybe, you know, Louisville's on pace right now to get two seed. I think Kentucky's right there on like the four fringe three line. If they get a two seed, that's a big difference from a three. I think they could survive Wara struggling in that first weekend and then move forward, but not much further than that if he's not going to play. He'd have to play like he did tonight. But yeah, I mean, I doubt 15 I mean, points yeah. would be nice. Unlucky he gets 37 again, but, yeah. you know, with a shooter like that, you never really know. Yeah, he can definitely get hot, and that's on the road, which is impressive. I mean, if he shoots like that at home, it's like, oh, you're at your home gym. I, I get it, but I'm I'm excited for him. It'd be interesting to see what he does this weekend. NC State's very defensive-focused. They extend the defense a lot. It's a lot of just man-to-man in your face. You're going to have to drive by me. You're not just going to shoot threes. Boston College, let him shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, so. they did. We will see. Uh, Corey, you got anything else? Uh, No. No, that's it. All right. Well, this was fun. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, no problem, man. Appreciate it. TTY. Right, Shay. Better late than never. Bachelor Red Talk, week four. Time's flying by. Week four. How are you feeling about the season so far? Pretty wild so far. Honestly, it's been a wild ride. Just uh, a lot of unexpected twists and turns. My initial reaction after watching the episode on Monday night was just not pleased. But I think that has a lot to do with the last 40 minutes. Just the Alea, Victoria P, Peter, both of them, and all the other girls kind of revolt and get pissed at them not being a part of the episode, them not getting to know Peter. I'm kind of getting pissed about it, too. But after rewatching it a couple times, it kind of was an action-packed episode. Like, the Victoria F one-on-one date was very exciting, and the football game, I thought, was awesome. The Victoria F solo date was just terrible, just so mean and not cool to anyone involved. Yeah, Yeah, It made Peter look like just a doofus. Yeah, and there's enough drama. Seriously, though, like him saying, like, Chase Rice... We Chase Rice is singing at our wedding one day. Yeah, like, wh- tell the kid. Like, yeah. this is dumb. Yeah, I agree. I, it's just so overproduced this season. It feels like uh, you just didn't see, like, hardly any of this on Hannah's It feels Not like it's I, all yeah. kind of the same, but I mean, this I is the first time we've been introduced Yesterday to this. it was trending on Twitter how pissed off Chase Rice is yeah. that they did this to him. Like, well, he should be. This, that was stupid. It is kind of cool, though, because it does appear to be true. I mean, Victoria F. and... Chase Rice, we'll get into it. I don't know what their history is, if they dated, if they didn't, and I don't think that really necessarily matters. I think that they've definitely spent time together, and you could tell that from the conversation for sure. But Chase Rice is kind of making it seem like he doesn't even know Victoria, and like it was one night. I guess it's like a cool move by him. You know, he's got to get his paycheck, so he's not going to make things more awkward. I don't know. I don't don't know. I think he's trying to be a little too cool. In terms of what I've read that he said afterwards, like, dude, Victoria F. is is super hot. Like, I don't know why you're acting like you are just too godly to have ever been with her at any point. But Victoria F., I mean, these are very contrasting stories. Because Chase Rice is saying it's, it was one night, and Victoria F. is saying that Chase didn't want her to go on the show. That's a very big difference. And from their conversation, I think that whichever side you're arguing, if you're arguing for Chase Rice or Victoria F., you can kind of make yourself feel like you're right. Yeah, I mean, 100%. It's just the way it looked and how people have reacted on Twitter. There's people that are just not happy that this went down. They could have picked any other girl to go on this date. They could have picked any other music star to sing on this date. 
just what are you doing? Yeah, it just seemed mean. Like they were meddling in their personal lives, which happened way before they were on the show. Yeah, and one thing that is very evident about the whole thing is that Victoria F. Chase Rice and Peter were all very surprised by this happening. Mm. That's where the producers kind of come in, and yeah, I mean they're just doing a little too much, but it was exciting. I, I just didn't get the excitement. I really didn't. Well, yeah, you just love Victoria F. so much. I don't know why everyone doesn't. I, I like she's her. She's a winner. Yeah, I think she's cool. Let's, she's super uh, hot. Let's get into uh, the episode, and then we'll get to the Chase Rice part. So the episode starts, and we get the announcement that there's a group date, and they are headed to Cleveland. City of romance and music and art. Girls are not hyped. They are borderline disgusted when they hear the news that they are headed to Cleveland, Ohio. And then you get a shot of Peter, and he's not exactly in the shot, and then he rises up with his fist and says, this is where Superman came from. And that that actually, very early in the episode, wins my cringiest moment. Horrible moment. Superman's from Krypton. Clark Kent, as a character, may have come from Cleveland. I'm not positive on that one, but he Superman did. He did is actually. not yeah, but from Cleveland. Horrible remark. And you know he doesn't just know that off the top of my head, that they just told him to say that because they're looking for any notable fact about Cleveland they can get in there. They uh, should, I mean, all you had to do was say something about LeBron, and then it fits. It fits. He does say great sports town, which, like, thank God for LeBron because otherwise that's a lie. Yeah, I mean, what, one title in, like, 60 years? Yeah. Uh, between all of the major sports? But then we flash to the girls, and now they're like, now they love Cleveland. I mean, you gotta love Cleveland if Peter likes it. They're talking about <laughs> how, you know, artsy it is and how beautiful it is. And they, they're, wow, this is really gorgeous, and they're doing the O-H-I-O. That's one of my favorite things to do, though, I will say that. Uh, Especially <laughs> on spring break. You see an Ohio State chair, you just give O-H. And some idiot from Ohio is always like, oh, you just laugh at him. You kind of have a bond with him? I just laugh at him like he's idiots. All right, that's nice. <laughs> they flash to Kiara here, who is uh, still on the show. And uh, she says, I'm so ready to see my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> I didn't know she was on the show still. Yeah, so. like there's 13 of you all, about to be 14. We're actually going to add one versus subtract. So there really aren't any rules. But yeah, just the fact that Kiara thought that that was something to say into the camera absolutely amazed me like has she talked to peter since uh she got out of the limo or oh i'm sorry since she got out of the suitcase suitcase there you go yeah no i don't think they've spoke uh the only thing that i remember about her besides the suitcase is lingerie 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 excuse me yeah you you actually gave her more credit there yeah my mistake yeah she's just an idiot (laughs) all right so we have the girls there in cleveland Victoria F. is going to get a solo date now. So they're going to fly to Cedar Point. Victoria F., they're getting in the plane, and she's real nervous. And she's like, oh, I'm afraid of heights. And you're like, oh, well, you know, an amusement park. Not sure how that's going to how that's gonna go for you. But they, they head to Cedar Point. And uh, Brian, my roommate, he's a Cedar Point enthusiast, he let me know that they rode none of the heat rides except for one. Uh, at least that they were, you know, on camera doing. So who knows? They do the... Side of the road in Panama style slingshot ride, you know, which like I hate that. Ride. Yeah, that's I, a miserable ride to be on. Weird one to pick. I feel like that's a really basic style ride. They used to have that at Kentucky Kingdom, and it's like you're at Cedar Point, you know. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't do like the tallest coaster in America, whichever one it is. Maybe they just had a better like camera shot of of that versus some other stuff, but. Very weird, but a very good thing he didn't bring the other Victoria on this one. Motion sickness beast. 
Yeah, she would have died before they even got in the plane. Yeah, it would not have been good. You know, Peter's getting the sideline interview, and he's saying, like, our relationship's kind of like a roller coaster. Like, it's just a, the start of a very abysmal episode from Peter Weber. By the end of the episode, you're like, this dude just is not cut out for this. It just, from start to finish, he wasn't in it. This is a zero out of ten from Peter. Uh, I agree. Really rough night. We have the uh, here, cheers to hot moms and successful dads comment from Victoria F. People don't love that. Could have said successful moms and successful dads. Well, she knows, or she maybe she, that's what she wants, though. She just wants to be the stay-at-home trophy wife kind of mom. She's definitely hot, so if she was a mom, she would be hot. And Peter's a pilot. That's pretty successful. You know what? There are no lies told here, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, they confirm that they want to have four kids. God forbid one of them be left out on a possible amusement park in any of these carts. I mean, it'd be the worst thing that ever happened. Well, Peter loves amusement parks so much, and if you had to leave a kid out, like, maybe you could sit out, Peter, and let him bring a friend. It's not the end of the world if you have an odd number of kids. And this show is recorded months before. You know, it was not recorded on Monday Live. This whole thing's done. That's why how spoilers get out there. And I did think it was really cool how Victoria F. told Peter that she thought that he would be a really good girl dad because he's so nurturing and... And so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, that's kind of become really popular with the Kobe Bryant tragedy. That's kind of taken the entire universe over the last few days. So I actually really enjoyed that moment. Just a quick, very serious, sentimental Bachelor Red Talk moment. I mean, we got the championship on right now. It's just brutal. It's definitely brutal, but I loved the loved the girl dad comment from Victoria. F. Yeah, the girl dad. I absolutely love that. Yeah. You know, a bunch of people are like, I don't want a daughter. This is my dude. Daughters be dope. Get out of here. Yeah, and the the way Twitter's kind of gotten behind that, it, it's been great. But Victoria F. has a great quote here, Shay. You're going to love this one. It ended up being the best day because Peter is just like the best. I mean, it, basically like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, like, that was beautiful. Victoria F. the poet. She probably didn't even know it. Like, that was amazing. All right, Chase Rice time. We turn the corner. I see Chase, my ex-boyfriend. I'm freaking out right now. Victoria knows the words to this song. They're walking into a private concert. Country music star Chase Rice is on the stage. It's not really a private concert. There's people literally everywhere with their phones, filming yeah, just stuff. Just videotaping the two. Yeah, which but is weird. They have their own little dancing stage. The song's a banger. Peter dances with his hands way too high. Did you notice that? No, I was more just. I was watching Victoria. I wasn't he, watching Peter dance. Understand. He he's kind of doing this whole thing the whole time. Like he's like letting you know that the lyrics are happening. Like he's listening to some hip hop. It really looks like he's listening to crisscross. Um, you know, well, I mean, he like he he said that he wants Chase Rice to possibly be his wedding singer. He loves. So it. he loves Chase Rice. He he loved the song. He loved loved Chase Rice. He loves country music, but he was just really really into it. Peter and Chase Rice, right after the concert's over, immediately boys. That's dope. I'd yeah. want to be boys with Chase Rice, too. Yeah, so Chase Rice hits him with the, how far in are you? And I thought that was an interesting quote. It kind of makes it seem like he's, he's a little worried. You know, like, what round is Victoria in, by the way? And at this point, Peter has no idea that Victoria F. and Chase Rice have somehow dated, been together before, whatever you want to call it. Something happened. Peter has no clue. Chase Rice has reality TV experience. Did you know that? I did not. Chase Rice was on Survivor 10 years ago. I, oh, I remember seeing that now. Yeah, so uh, I mean, he, yeah, he knows a, what it's like. He's an athlete and a reality star and a country music singer on top. 
This guy's a winner. Yeah, he's also super butthurt about this episode of The Bachelor. As uh, he should be. That's fair. Victoria, she has that terrible feeling when an ex is talking to a current, if you will. A good time to hold your breath. Mm-hmm. So she's doing that, and she says, he's making these faces at me while he's singing because he told me he didn't want me to come on the show. That's a really important quote that goes exactly against what Chase Rice has said about anything. So one of them isn't telling the truth here, and it's really going to be a non-factor for the rest of the season, but it is exciting for the audience to kind of analyze. No, I mean, it's, he definitely was looking at him weird. There was, they were dancing together. They start making out, and Chase just turns his head from the mic. I'm like, is this for real there, going down right now? There's a picture, you know, where it looks, you know, exactly. Like, and yeah. it could have been really creative editing that just kind of made it seem like that. Like, that is possible. They obviously are capable of that. But, yeah, I mean, I looked at it like Chase Rice just disgusted. I mean, I guess he should have been. Like, this is a backhanded slap from the ABC producers. He thought he was getting a quick buck, having a good time, and he just ended up having a miserable day. So we we wait for this Victoria F. Chase Rice conversation. It finally gets here. Um, he hits her with the, are you having fun? And she she says, come here real quick. And they're like walking over there. She's like, good concert, though. It feels awkward enough to where, like, they dated. I think That's, they dated. I believe they were together for more than, like, a night. It, I, I definitely think so. Um, and Chase Rice is like, hey, he may be all right with it. You know, he like, and I think he gives her good advice there like yeah just tell him and i don't know why this was such a big deal in the first place who cares if victoria f and chase rice dated victoria f is a 10 out of 10 in any room in america she's probably had a boyfriend before factual i mean yeah this then and then peter having the nerve to be like do you still have feelings like you don't know how long ago this was yeah and i and i get him asking that question because the second she says no to that it should be dropped yeah, that should be it. Victoria F tells Peter eventually. I mean, it's a war. It's a twenty-minute war to get this out of her. But she eventually tells Peter that her and Chase Rice used to date, and Peter is just shocked by the fact that she's talking about Chase Rice, Chase Bank, Rice University, Chase Shellman. He has no idea. He's, Chase, the guy who's doing the concert? No. Like, yeah, probably that case, Peter. Peter, d- d- Peter is just. They made Peter look like an idiot. The guy that was singing. I like, talked to him. The producers made Peter look like a f- idiot, and he had no idea what was going on. So then all these things came out of nowhere, and he's like, "You can't be serious." Like the Chase Rice that I want to be my singer at the, my wedding <laughs> with like, you, with you there, that Chase Rice. Uh, like what the hell, man? Just so rich. But another key quote here from Victoria F. She broke up with him because of his lifestyle. Chase Rice. So Chase Rice, you know, country music star. He's probably on the road. It makes sense. Peter's you know, some probably, people aren't down Peter might be life. on the road. Some, you think? You think Peter's ever on the road being a pilot? I think he's on the road, but he comes back a lot quicker. Okay. And he's in a plane going here to there. Okay. Chase is having a concert with thousands of people just draped on him, you know. A little different, I'd say. Okay, I'm with you. Peter has a moment of clarity here where he's like, Man, when do you dance and make out with someone else's ex singing to you? On The Bachelor, Peter. That's where. That's the only place. Then we get the unnecessary storm off from Victoria F. Everything's going fine, you know, and she, she storms off. She can't take it, but she she makes Peter chase her. It was a great scene. I like that. It just could have been a lot easier. They could have laughed it off. She probably should have told him earlier, but I get, like, her not knowing what to do. Like, her being like, dude, I'm already on The Bachelor. Like, 
we at with to do this too now, but it all ends up being okay is the main thing to take from it. Victoria yeah. F and Peter, they've, they've never been better. So now it's a group date. Let's tackle love together. Uh, Kelsey gets the one-on-one. Uh, she cries. So Kelsey's not going to the six-on-six football game. Madison's quoted as saying, every group date, lots of drama. Hopefully there's not drama tomorrow. Oh, but there will be Madison. It's like a little uh, looking into the future. It is. So now it's uh, it's time. I need it. I need some Monday Night Football in my life, so this kind of helped. Yeah, well, you uh, you got whatever this version of that was. So uh, we flash to the Brown Stadium. Peter's in the house, as well as Josh Cripps, who has the most uh, kick return touchdowns in NFL history. But seriously, like, how major is this television show? We can't get Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield. Any, like, player on the team at Any all. current player. Yeah, I— I was shocked by that. I mean, last season we had uh, Hannah and Jed with the Boston Celtics, and it's Terry and Jalen Brown. That was dope. And this is what the Browns... It's just the most Browns thing ever. The Browns couldn't get this right. No, the Browns did everything wrong this year, especially their bachelor coaches. We get the football drills. So Victoria P., she's not going to do the football drills. She's not going to play in the football game because she's got to hurt back, and Peter shows her way too much attention as she sits on the sideline like it, it is actually like just so cringeworthy to watch like watching these other girls do this football and peter sit on the bench and massage victoria p's back like they're out there playing football for fun not because he's making yeah like the girls are out there in shoulder pads and helmets hitting each other victoria p's off the side getting her massage and these girls are like the am i doing this for yes genuinely hilarious moment though from McKenna where she's like I am the most unathletic girl here probably and they're just launching these punt return style kicks at her and they're just drilling she had her no chance that was so funny oh I love that yeah. that was actually probably the best part I was truly LOLing during that it's game time uh, the bachelor bowl we get a first play fumble and uh, shocking really I want to yeah, jump ahead a little bit so Peter says before this little football game starts, that uh, he loves football. And he played high school football. He's a big football fan. And, you know, I kind of let it go at the time. And then at the very end of the show, the credits, him and Victoria F. are shooting around at an amusement park, playing a little basketball. Victoria F. drains her first shot. Peter still hasn't made a shot, Shay. Peter goes 0 for 14 in this late segment. I mean, he's not even close. He's shooting it off a non-existent shot clock. He's going glass only. He's airballing, bricking naturally. He's a terrible basketball player. Victoria F. actually says, you're terrible at basketball. As she should. Her man needs to know how to put the ball in the hoop. Peter clearly couldn't do that, but that's happening. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I wonder what kind of football Peter played in high school. Like, this guy looks like some athlete, huh? So, Peter, junior year of high school, eight catches, 126 yards, three touchdowns, 15.3 yards per catch. Just a nice year. Sounds like a great, great year out of probably like juniors, probably second string still, but I mean, just getting some time, three touchdowns. And in high school, you know, in 2008, probably not a lot of air raid going on, probably a lot more running the football. No, got to be a lot of running ball. And I, I was just really impressed with that. I saw pictures of Peter with the rock in his hand, him with the trophy. Really surprised. Like, did, did not think that would be the case. 
No, I mean, I was impressed to hear that Peter did play and, like, got on the field. But, like, let alone He doesn't I, look like an athlete. These are real stats. I found his high school team, I believe it's Oaks Christian High School, Max Preps. I mean, Is this I, in California? Yes. Yeah, I looked it up. I did the research, and these are just straight facts. Number 80, Peter Weber. You know, good, glad to hear it. Wide receiver DB both ways. You know, he's not a hooper, but, you know, he can get the pigskin. All right, so back to the killer bees and the eliminators. Which is just a really stupid, terrible team. Stupid names. names. Be better, yeah. guys. Be better. So it's the Bachelor Bowl. We have Sydney at quarterback, stud, and Kelly at quarterback. Uh, Chase Sydney, worst quarterback I've ever seen on any level. First play of the game, Peter actually te- has to tell Sydney to say hike, which is just like, how? How is she the one that you pick to put at quarterback if she can't say hike? But she's probably got a cannon. The pink team runs one play. I, I can go ahead and confirm she does not have a cannon because the pink team didn't pass. They hand the ball to Cheyenne, who goes for four tuds. She looked like Derrick Henry. I mean, she was unstoppable out there. I was very impressed. Four, tu- four touchdowns for her team, four touchdowns for Cheyenne. Peter actually goes as far to call her the Cheyenne-imal. Terrible nickname. <laughs> Just not good. This was the best thing Cheyenne's done all season, I will say that. This random coach, though, gives some great advice to DeAndre. He says, you can't let them run and make a touchdown because if they make a touchdown and they score, we are at a disadvantage. That's just straight facts from that coach. Could not be any more true. Those are accurate as it comes. Incredible advice. So Kelly's at QB. She's throwing it to Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann's getting knocked around. Yeah, all she can do is throw a screen. Was disappointed in the lack of like Madison making an impact. You know, like she's supposed to be an athlete. She, yeah. she didn't do anything in the football game. Loved how they had their first names on their helmets. Like it's a uh, first day of fifth grade football practice, and the coaches are still trying to learn your names. Ladies, I know all your names. It's it's twenty eight twenty one, and there's a really funny moment where Kelly throws an incomplete pass, and the announcer's like. And another incomplete pass. And, like, they don't show you any of that, really, in the game. They show you some hard hits and some touchdowns, but you could just tell this announcer's, like, exhausted Those from watching consistent failure. Like, where they were sitting, didn't look like they were actually there. They might not have been. I don't think they were there. But they're... <laughs> like, that doesn't look normal. They're watching this consistent failure, but then at the buzzer, three seconds left, Kelly throws a jump ball to Deandra, and she jumps up, catches that bad boy, takes it to the house for the draw. Gronk nasty. Yeah, it was a tough there. play. And uh, she's got the Nelly longest yard bandana on. You can tell she knows what to do. The post-touchdown celebration hugs with Peter were hilarious to me. It just wrapping their legs around him. It's like, I, I, I don't know how you try to be sexy in a full football uniform. Yeah, I mean, most, most of the time I see people in full football uniforms, it's dudes. So I will say I haven't seen too many sexy football players geared up. The Killer Bees... They have the first ever champagne toast in the Cleveland Browns locker room because they're hyped about this draw. They they score the touchdown to tie it, and I actually really like this. You know, it's a tie, so you're wondering why is this team happy and why is this team sad? Because it's the nature of the draw. It's how it happens in soccer. You're up two one, and somebody scores late. The team that scored late's pumped about the draw because they were going to lose, and instead they drew. And your team was going to win, but you drew instead. So. Pink team, the Eliminators. Tammy actually said they were literally killing themselves for more time with Peter. And now instead of six of them going on this date, there's there's 13. Because Victoria P somehow, maybe she knew that from the whole, from the get-go. She's like, I'm just going to sit out so I'm on the winning team either way. Yeah, that was Everything oh, was Victoria miserable. P did was just horrible. Yeah, terrible episode from her. Yeah, she should be tossed. But yeah, group date time, 13. 
Uh, Victoria P literally steals him first. I have that typed in all caps. And this is kind of the beginning, the uh, first chapter of her completely ruining herself within this episode. She's an idiot. Just an idiot. That's all I have to say right now. And she steals him. She essentially has nothing to say. She had people fooled, I think, by acting kind of dumb, but she's totally evil. And, and she is kind of dumb. So it's hard to say that it's intentional, but she, she's a psycho. Yeah, she's very manipulative. Yeah. I mean, just, and she lies. <laughs> and I'm as pissed about this as anyone that, that Victoria P has stolen Peter first, but Cheyenne, like, really thinks she's a factor. Like, she should really get her time with Peter. Like, like Cheyenne, I, I get that you had four touchdowns. You're probably not winning many competitions amongst these 13 women. Football, yeah, it was your day. I get you get to be mad now, but, like, let's not act like you have a chance. You're not wrong, but in her mind, you know, I, I she's got to think she's going to win. You know, she's not okay. She calls Peter out. And the girls are all furious. They're, they're not getting enough time with them. The last pool party that you had mentioned that wasn't really a pool party, they got no time with them because this whole Leia, Victoria P thing's going on. So what do you think we want? That exact thing again. Alea back, comes in, black leather jacket, swaggy. She thinks she's hot and like the girls hate her. She's embracing the villain role and I'm not mad at it. Like at least she gets to talk to Peter some. A lot of them don't even get to talk to him. Well, she knows how to get to the man. I will say that. I mean, she wasn't even on the show and now and now she's back and uh after some research, I would like to let you know that apparently this is the first time that this has ever happened. Like somebody has left the really? show and then come back. It's very surprising to me because in a world where it feels like there's no rules in The Bachelor, I it was shocked to find out that this had never. Well, happened. didn't Luke P come back, or did he? He just didn't leave. Yeah, but you know, she didn't like let him back on the show. You know, he came back to try to say his piece, and she moved the podium. Fair but enough. like Peter, legitimately brought Alea back. Alea comes in, interrupts Cheyenne, and uh, it was hilarious. Cheyenne was so mad when she finally got Peter's time, and then for her to be interrupted by Alea, absolutely hilarious. Loved it. Yeah, I mean Peter, and Peter's so oblivious too. He's like, yeah, I need to, I need to figure this out right now. I'm like, why? Yeah, well, he like <laughs> he kind of do does that right like now? the that like mad size. Like, oh, I'll go talk to her. The girls are all trying to break this situation down. Shay, it's rocket science. Uh, I believe it's McKenna. She says maybe she came back to say some things. Whoa, that's a mic drop in itself. Oh man, when she said that, I had to pause and kind of try to figure out what what might make her say that, and I just, I could never figure it out. It's just so profound. McKenna, she she is a fashion blogger, so she does know some things. I'll give her that. Maybe she's seen this before. Well, the girls are disgusted that Alea is back in the house. Absolutely, like n- never seen them this mad. So the big question is, how long have Alea and Victoria P known each other? Did they go to Vegas together? Whose idea was it? How close are these two women? For whatever reason, this is like the biggest deal in the world. I really don't know why. It was miserable last episode, and they and the proofs were like, we need more. Who told her they were going to Cleveland? And You needed to get your job revoked. They're both kind of lying, though. Like, Leia's saying we talked every day leading up to this. He goes and talks to Victoria P., and Victoria P. immediately admits that they went to Vegas without Peter telling her that. And that's like, when Leia said that to Peter, he was like, wait, wait, you all took a trip to Vegas together? You can kind of tell that Victoria P. is like for sure lying and the one in the wrong, especially when she starts referring to the truth as my truth. It is my truth. It is it is my own. I have created it, which could mean that it's not the truth. I think she's lying. I think they're both somehow lying. 
I don't think either of them are telling the truth. I don't know. Alea just emphasizes that they know each other so much, but like that doesn't mean they're like best friends. But Victoria P was def Victoria P is on camera saying that they had talked for maybe three hours total in their lives, and that is yeah, an that's just lie. a bold face lie. Yeah, so I've gone on to block Victoria P on Instagram. I want her nowhere near my life. Wow, she's, and she's. A LSU. horrible representation of Louisiana State University. Wow, and, and that's you, big. You that's can't big. win them all. I think LSU basketball has won seven or eight in a row now. LSU football still having the championship parade. Victoria P, awful. Vicky P, just not bringing much. No. No, but they, they have the three-way convo now, which we're kind of waiting for the whole time. Like, Peter, why don't you just put them in the same room and see what happens? He put Victoria in the middle, and it looked weird. It, it did. It was a very, <laughs> it yeah, so weird. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Victoria P. clearly gets dominated in that. And it's so weird because Alea is dominating her in this situation, and Victoria P. wipes her eyes, like wipes Alea's eyes, and it's like, Dude, obviously y'all are friends. You know, if you guys are enemies or you don't know each other, you don't do that. Be better. Like, this is just... Either be enemies or don't. Like, come on now. So, Alea dominates this bad boy. Peter leaves, and it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show, a classic shot of Peter thinking. Was this the one where he was staring to an aquarium? Yes. Sharks in the background. God, it's so stupid. Sharks in the background. I think Victoria P. should have been tossed. Right here. Just had to forfeit match immediately. Uh, this has gone on for a while, and now the girls are like crazy pissed. Peter lets Alea know that he made a mistake because he sent her home based on Victoria P's lies. Do you want to come back? She said, I'll come back. Deal. Right there. Cool. So Peter goes back in front of all the other girls, gives Alea the group date rose, which was just like hella unnecessary. You know, like... He, she had already came back. Like he could have given someone else that rose. Like given it she to Cheyenne. She could have gotten the first rose at the rose ceremony. Exactly. And no one would have blinked. Exactly. But you just took away the integrity of the group date. This what was the girls a. Did. It was a bad move, and it was a move that like I'm thinking like, dude, they're about to they're about to revolt. <laughs> here comes they the rebe- here comes the rebellion. I mean, Peter, man, you gotta you gotta know your crowd. You can't just do this. Yeah, this, this part though, like uh, you know, so we're against Peter here. Don't get me wrong. Oh, hundred percent. But. It just kills me. Like, Natasha, like, I'm out. But really, like, all the girls are just leaving to, like, go back to wherever they are. It's yeah, like, they just oh. mean, like, we're just going back to our hotel. Like, Natasha, what what are you going to do? And Natasha's not doing anything. She's 31. This is her last chance. Yeah, definitely. She's just trying to survive in advance. But Alea drops the Chase Rice news on some of the other girls. She comes back. She gossips. But, I mean, you know, I, I feel like Alea, she probably just thought they all knew that. And she was kind of trying to show them, like, yeah, I, I know all this stuff, too, because that's, like, how many spoilers are out there, etc. But, like, this pisses the house off badly, and it absolutely pisses your girl, Victoria Fuller, off. But it's time for Kelsey's one-on-one. So they're uh, going around, they're doing their thing, and uh, shockingly mature Kelsey is when Peter tells her, tells her that Alea is coming back. You know, Kelsey's like, oh, you know, figure it out. Like, I don't want you to have any doubts when you get to the end of this. And I, I thought that was a complete 180 from a girl who's got champagne going in her nose, throwing a fit about champagne. You forget she it's the same like person. She doesn't like champagne, though. It, it, insane turnaround, you know, for Kelsey in this episode. They do this lame go-kart race. Uh, they win. They beat these two kids who are apparently champions of Cleveland. They can't be yet big of champions if they lose at their own game first try. And they're not racing, like, Adults, are, these are kids. They're, They're like 12 years max. Maybe younger, yeah. The kid gives Peter the trophy. Here you go, Pilot Pete. 
I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even see the finish line. I thought the kids might have actually won. The, the kids could have won, but they gave him the trophy, which made me think that he won. And he hoists it up, and the whole crowd's chanting, kiss, kiss, kiss. And I'm just like, you know, are you going to make it a little more obvious that this whole show's fake? Because I'm getting tired of it. I mean, that was probably the biggest parade in Cleveland, though, since the Cavs won the finals. That like, many people on one street cheering for a common goal. That has to be a fact. It's got to be. Yeah. So then we get the Victoria F versus Alayeth saga. Uh, Victoria F is very wine drunk during this argument. Uh, she refers to Alea as stirring the pot, I think, three different times. Calls her manipulative. She calls her fake. And uh, she lets her know that she's not fake and that she may think that she's safe, but she's got some choice words to say to Peter. Alea, I'm kind of thinking she just needs to pull the bullying card. It's classic. Alea needs to just, like, know her role. You got back on the show, not just sit back. You don't have to talk to anybody. Just yeah. make your move towards Peter. What, what are you trying to do? Get other girls? It's not even like, she's not even getting Victoria in trouble. Peter knows. So what What are you doing? I think that Alea is just, like, the girls all hate her more than anything. And that may be something that the cameras aren't showing us, like, just behind closed doors. These girls just hate everything about Alea. And I actually was go as far to say that they... They hate Alea more than they want to be with Peter. Do you think that's true or false? So far, yeah, 100%. Because I feel like girls can hate someone like in a second, but they might not fall for a guy that quick. This football date, which we enjoyed, has basically become completely pointless now because of all the drama that's gone on. And they're they're flashing to Natasha in her knee brace. Um, Warrior. <laughs> War I mean, She might just have to do that in general. That might have not been come from the football. It yes. could be like a daily routine. Oh man! So Peter comes into the house. You know, he's he's saying fourth row ceremony. Uh, bull Peter. Like there is no row ceremony. Not not for a whole ass week. So don't say that. But he said it. He did. It just goes into the zero out of ten shining rating that we gave him. But he comes in to all the women. They're all dressed up. They're dressed up for the row ceremony. Deandra has never felt so underrecognized before. She lets him know immediately. Uh, she couldn't even look at him, Shay. She couldn't I even mean, look at him. I mean, she had some words for him. Peter was getting roasted by these girls. So did Natasha, and uh, they reflect on bruises, and then it shows McKenna's arm, which I just thought was hilarious because, like— That came from a football. That came from the ball. Yeah, it had to. No <laughs> chance that came from a shoulder pad helmet. No, that's because yeah. she did not know how to catch. Natasha wants you to know again, though, that she she has a knee brace on. Uh, they've already flashed to it two or three times, but she wants to tell Peter that it's, it's there. It, and let's get real on this knee brace. It was like an ace bandage wrapped around Yes, a like, times. come on. And uh, Peter lets him know, and uh, he, Peter lets him know that he is not perfect, and uh, he was influenced to send Alea home, and that's why this whole thing is going on. That's a key word. So then he asked Victoria P. to go talk, and now Victoria P. is mad somehow, which I, I don't know where exactly that happened. But uh, Victoria P., she's very confused as to what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do. Uh, she says, I don't want to talk to you. Peter's, oh, you don't want to talk? Said, no, let's talk. I want to talk to you. That's not, not exactly what you said. Uh, she won't hold his hand. Like, they walk out holding hands. Yeah, she, she ripped it away. I saw that. I was like, what? You kidding me? And Peter says, you want to take a seat? She says, I can't sit. I have had days to sit. Immediately sits. She was sitting on the sidelines the whole game, so she wasn't wrong. If there's one thing she can do, Shay, it's sit. She says, I've been nothing but honest with you. 
and you don't trust me. And she's like growling and disgusted at him. And I'm just shocked because like this whole thing is her fault. No, literally, just don't lie. These girls need to get out of each other's lives. Yes. <laughs> like, just go after your dude. Like, what are you doing? And he's like begging her to like just chill. And like he's trying to tell her that he like still likes her, I think. But we really can't even make out what Peter's trying to say because it, it is kind of a power move for Victoria P to just cut him off every statement he tries to make. He kept trying to talk. Victoria P's like, no, let me talk. Like, I'm speaking my truth. She, I mean, she's trying to interject because Peter is soft as butter and is letting these girls manhandle him. Yeah. He needs to step up and take back his show. I, I wish he would. I, this definitely wouldn't be happening to Tyler C. I mean, I, it only it didn't take us long to say that. But that Tyler was, C. knew he was too good for this show. Yeah, I, Tyler C. would be dominating these women. It wouldn't even be fun. We'd probably be down to seven if it was Tyler C. No, he might. Yeah, he might have kicked off half the show yeah, night one. We would as soon as they got out of the car. No, we would definitely have some prompted tosses. But Victoria P. drops the Victoria F. and Alea bomb. But it isn't her story to tell. It's not. It she'll, she'll just tell you the intro. And let you know that it's a thing, so it, it goes into process. But, you know, it's not her story to tell. And then it flashes, you know, all... It's it's basically like a, what, what we got, like 12-on-1 argument against Alea at this point. And Lexi says, you're not coming back to clear your name. You're coming back to be on the show. Like, what, yeah, Lexi, like, it, yeah. It's probably why a lot of you were on the show. Yeah, like, I think she now. is coming back to be on the show. That's, that's groundbreaking information. So then we get the Victoria F. Peter one-on-one. And Peter is just wondering why this thing can't be easy. And Peter is clearly pissed at Alea for coming back and gossiping and telling the Chase Rice news. And I can also understand why Victoria F. didn't tell the other girls the Chase Rice news. Yeah, it's because it's, it's none of their business. Yep. She was just keeping it to herself. Exactly. I thought that whole thing made her look a little better than she had I agree. I before agree. that started. Uh, and then we have Sydney, who's still on the show. Love Sydney. Um, she's she's talking about herself in third person. She comes in, starts yelling at Peter because he doesn't know her middle name, which is just really important. Well, she doesn't know. She said what middle name? What where I grew up? Yada yada. I'm like, well, yeah. It's for all we know, y'all have been together for like eight days. Yeah, and Peter. We just, don't know how long y'all have been together. Peter, quite frankly, just doesn't f- care about your middle name, Sydney. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't either. Yeah, it's you not, like Sydney? Yeah, I like Sydney. Care. Yeah, I don't care. Exactly. So now it's time for Alea and Peter to kind of figure this thing out. And Peter's like, why does everybody hate you? And Alea's like, ah, they think I have too big of a personality and I'm just too theatric. And now Peter's got to go and think. So he he has one of those shots again. That's different. I'm surprised he went and thought so much. His little brain's got to be just bouncing in there. He's worried that all these girls are going to quit. Wouldn't that be a wild show? Yes, if they all quit. If they just up and said, we're done. I would like to see three or four of them just... Have enough and leave. That'd be awesome. Yeah, not only that's gonna happen though. God, I can't even get that out of my head. Now. That'd be so cool. Yeah, producers, do that. Yeah, <laughs> pay some of them off. Uh, and it looks like we—it's kind of all that happened. And it took us a while to recap it, but I still don't really know that that much happened. But I'm thinking a lot's gonna happen next week because there are some nasty rumors going around that this oh, bad boy God. is about to be five hours. Tears were shed when this tweet was sent. My sister sent me this tweet on Twitter. She said, are you ready for this? I said, don't ever send me this kind of hate again. Yeah, I got t- You sent it to me, and within a 30-minute period, it's just flying in from so many different people. It was, I mean, outrageous. Three hours on Monday. Yeah. If that's not enough, hey, come back Wednesday. We got two more for you. I'm ready for it. What? Yeah. What could happen? It's probably only like a day and a half. Who if knows? If there's not at least like seven ejections next week... 
we're going to have problems. And this preview, it didn't give you near as much as it gave you for the Chase Rice thing. It's just a lot of arguing, but it's tough to tell who's arguing with who. Did, well, did the preview show where if they're leaving Cleveland? No, I have no idea what's going on. It just shows the ambulance and Peter getting taken away, which we assume is this uh, cut he's got in his head. You well, know, that's the, not till they're in South America. Really? So I wonder who's on the or ambulance. It's, it's South America or Costa Rica, something like oh, that. Oh, but dude, the ambulance ha- is like in a foreign language. Well, I mean, for all we know, it could be Wednesday, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so who there knows There could be a rose ceremony tonight, and then they head off. They, they better start this upcoming Monday with a rose ceremony. It's probably just going to be Peter thinking. I need Kiara gone. There's so many people I want gone. I know, but like Kiara I don't even know if I would gone. put her first. Just oh, Natasha's so first. Natasha, Kiara. Victoria P. Victoria P. Alea. McKenna. McKenna needs to be gone. Yeah, I'm kind of lost in this preview. I know, right we're now. watching the preview now. Everybody's crying. He's making out with all of them. Like in hot tubs and stuff. Yeah. Jacuzzis. Oh, my Hannah God. Ann? Oofed. Have we seen Hannah Ann, Kelly, Madison, our three favorites, since episode one? No. I don't know what. I guess they're just coasting. I have no gauge for who the true players in the season are. None. Oh, there's this ambulance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. See, they're, they're definitely okay, out that, of the country. I thought you meant there's like a Cleveland ambulance. No. No, I, this is a, yeah, they're out of country. Jeez. Oh, here's his shots. Yep. Yeah, Come on, Victoria F. Hit it. Cash. Uh, love it, girl. Yep, so Vic, or Peter goes on to miss it. He looks like one of those kids that's like, oh, he's definitely never played before. Yep. I mean, she's buckets. Yeah, Victoria F. legitimately goes two for two during this, and Peter goes 0 for 14. It's just really What kind of shot watch. is that, bro? You hate to see it. I mean, she's laughing at him. I hear you, though. The release is god-awful. Uh, yeah, you can just tell. And you could tell he's so nervous that it's affecting what is already a bad shot. Oh, my goodness. He needs to just make a layup to see it go in. That one was off the shot clock. Yeah, this is hard to watch. He should, that was an elbow jumper off the shot clock. Free throw line, Jay. Brick. Three. No Air shot. Ball. Over his head. That was happening. the closest one. He asked her if it went in, too. Like, just hopeful. Yep, last one. Not happening. Good Lord, Peter. That was terrible. One more. This is so embarrassing. You're bad at basketball. All right, Shay, you got anything else on this episode? No, I think we got through most of it. It was a long one. It's not even close to what we're about to get, though. Yeah, it's a long one. So next week, we'll just do two. We'll record Monday, add that to a Super Bowl recap, and then we'll record Wednesday and add that to some local basketball stuff. But, yeah, that that was a lot. It was a ton. And I don't don't know... (laughs) what these five hours are going to do to me. They're going to put me to the test. I listened to this Bachelor podcast, and these two ladies were examining this episode, and they were so excited about this this past week. They said that it it was kind of like if the entire Marvel series was one episode of The Bachelor, and I just could not disagree more with that statement. That's the most disrespectful thing I've yeah. ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, I almost turned it off. The ho- um, Like, to compare that to what we watched. I... I'm mad. Yeah. I'm speechless. Yeah, well, that'll that'll do it. Shay's speechless. I'm excited for answers. TTYL.